1: And along with us this morning is uh, young Drew Dubuque. He's co-hosting with us this morning and helping me with these text messages and doing the show. we got a big turkey hunting trip planned for tomorrow morning. we got to go check the turtle trap a little bit later on. He helped me put a turtle trap out in the pond. You think we're going to have anything out there? Yeah. Yeah, I need to get some of those turtles out there. I think they're eating some of my fish. All right, let's get to the text message board here. Let's see. Uh, this one says, I did not have a chance to respond to the speckled trout limit early. My opinion is the oil spill memories. If you fished out of the feed area two years after the oil spill, it was the best fishing for trout in years. I think it was from all the closed areas during spawn times. My suggestion would be to lower the limits to 10 fish per person for the three prime spawning months that would give the other fish time to spawn. Thanks. That's kind of a unique response. I haven't heard that one, but... Might be one to consider, just a temporary reduction in the limits during the prime spawning season. We might bring that up to the biologists. I hope they'll give us some choices. All right, Drew, what's this one say here? Go to the next text message.
2: Justin the duck guy think it was ride- rigged. rigged. <laughs> drew was shooting. No, no, drew he says sh- he drew the, the short show, straw. straw. So I, So I'm at work. Listening and ev- everyone
1: e- else Else,
2: what went fishing. Ah,
1: you ever have that feeling? He's got to work. Well, you know what the definition of work is. That's what we do so we can afford to go hunting and fishing. All right, here's one that says, Don, bringing a group of six from Charlotte to Hopedale at the Dogwood Lodge. I'm not familiar with the Dogwood Lodge? Later today. That's Darren with the car service. So I hope you all have some luck down there, Darren. All right, and who's this one here, uh, Drew? Ka- Cody
2: Cody from Texas going for some red f- reds today.
1: <laughs> yeah, Texas fishermen listening, they're going after the redfish. Hope you get them. Here's one says, Drew, I'm on my way fishing. Tell me a Boudreaux joke. you know any Boudreaux jokes? Nope. Come on. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we ask a listener to send us a short Boudreaux joke, and then Drew can read it on the air force. All right. Here's one that says, "What live bait for tunas?" Well, for my money, the best live bait for tuna fishing is a little fish called a hardtail, and you catch them in the Gulf. Any fish that lives in the Gulf or in the salt water will work. Live croakers. Uh, if you catch pogies, pogies are hard to keep alive. Hardtails are very durable, and they're pretty plentiful. And the way you catch them is they have what they call a sabiki rig, and it's this long string of little tiny jigs. And you throw it over the side and you jig it up and down, and you might catch sometimes as many as eight or ten on that rig, and you can kind of fill up a bucket of those hardtails, and they are super bait for catching uh, the tuna. Mullet also works too, and if nothing else, you can get some cockahoe minnows at the at the launch and take those out there too. All right, here's one that's, uh, what's this one say, Drew?
2: Good morning, Drew. Love to hear you on the radio. I bet you are excited.
1: Oh, no, excellent. <laughs>
2: excellent fisherman he- heading. heading to a crawfish cook-off this morning.
1: Oh, a crawfish cook-off sounds good. Yeah, you are an excellent fisherman, Drew, and they, they recognize it. The guy eight years old, and he's got a number six state record. Striped bass, which we had on our photo, a radio photo. If you want to see it, you can see it on my website. Here's one that says, good morning, Don and Drew. Enjoying the show with morning coffee in old Metry. And what about this one?
2: No fishing today, just eating crawfish with the blow. Fellow. Fellow.
1: Alumni.
2: Alumni of. Aloysius,
1: class of 66. (laughs) Thanks for the show. That's from the Lafayette Yacker. Yeah, and it is now Brother Martin. You probably never heard of Aloysius. That's just for us old guys. That's what it used to be called. Are you going what school are you going to high school? Are you going to? I I knew that was the answer. All right. Here's one from Frankie D. Oh, Frankie, uh, he's going uh Lake Washington tomorrow. Going to look for White Perch with Steve Stokes. He's going to give me a report Wednesday. Well, I guess I'll miss you. We're going to be, uh, Martha and I will be at Morton's. Taping uh, Bayou Wild TV, so if you're all going to be in the area of Madisonville for lunchtime on this coming Monday, stop by and say hello to us. All right, what's this one say here?
2: Great job, Drew. Are you going to sign a contract with Uncle Todd? Mr. Jerry.
1: <laughs> well, maybe we will sign him up for a contract if he doesn't charge me too much. All right, we're going to be right back after this. we got to talk to Captain Mike Gallo, get a fishing report on Lakes Bourne, Lake Pontchart. I had a trip planned with him. We canceled out, and I think we made the right move on Thursday. But we're on for next week, and hopefully the weather will be good and we'll catch some fish. We'll tell you all about it from Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. He's next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, along with us is Drew Dubuque, and we're getting ready for a Mike Gallo fishing report brought to you by SeaTO. They give you that fuel wherever you need it, whenever you need it. If you run out, they'll tow you in 24-7. Jumpstart you if you've got electrical problems and really offer you peace of mind knowing they're just one call away. You get all that for 179 bucks for a whole year. I suggest you become a member. And to do that, you can call Captain Chris at 504-301-4545 or sign up online. It's real easy. Just go to CTO.com. Can't tell you how many people I hear. Talk about good things about Sea that when they needed them, they were really there, and what a bargain it is, and I agree. Drew, uh, where do you fish most? Lake Catherine. So you want to report on Lake Catherine? Uh, sure. Let's get a guy that can tell us. Mike Gallo fishes Lake Catherine on occasion, but he also fishes a lot of other areas. Captain Mike, I think we made the right move on, on Thursday to, to postpone that trip.
3: Yeah, that was some very harsh weather that came through. I was doing a little maintenance on my dock, and it was it was pretty nasty for a while there. I want to congratulate Drew on that giant fish he caught. That's a great job, Drew. Thank you.
1: You're very welcome. Yeah, that will be number six all-time state. Yeah, it'll be a a number six all-time state uh, record for the striped bass, and caught right there off his pier in Lake Catherine. You know,
3: that's amazing. Well, I. I've been hearing of some redfish caught in Lake Catherine along the eastern shoreline, sort of anywhere along that eastern shoreline where you can find some grass beds. I tell you what I do is I slow down and I just kind of idle along until I see some mullet jumping. And then that's going to be where I start. I put the trolling motor down. With that dirty water, we've been using those newer corks that make a real lot of noise, the four horseman cork or the high water cork. It really makes some good noise and will call those fish to you in that dirty water. Dead shrimp under a cork or even plastic, the gulps have been working well under a cork. Um, I got to fish the first couple of days of the week, mostly over in the Biloxi Marsh area, but we did the same exact thing, look for grass beds, look for bullet jumping, and that's where we would start. Of course, if we caught some and it happened to be an area where the water was, say, two feet deep whenever I moved, I moved to another area that was similar with the same water depth and the same type of uh, terrain in the marsh. And that's been our pattern. Uh, speckled trout have been very scarce. The story seems to be the same uh, everywhere. Uh, everybody I talk to, real scarce on the speckled trout. While we're fishing, we might catch three or four uh, mixed in with the redfish, but we've been mainly concentrating on the redfish.
1: Well, you know, what's been unusual <clears throat> Excuse me, with this Bonacarry Spillway open is we've had a lot of frontal systems and wind directions from all four corners, and it's just really churned it all up and spread it into a lot of areas, where in the past you could find some of those isolated pockets of clear, salty water. But, boy, they are at a real premium, if there's any right now. It might be a while before the specs turn on. It sounds like most of them have moved over to Grand Isle, according to Daryl Carpenter's report.
3: Yeah, I heard that, and I'm glad to hear he's catching them. I think they're out there, Don, and I, I would imagine the further you get away from Lake Pontchartrain, the thinner that layer of fresh water is on the surface. Um, but I went as far as fishing Smack Bay on Tuesday, and we just didn't have any trout to show for our efforts. I think we caught a half a dozen, and and half of those were 11 inches. So right. before we wasted the whole day, we Shifted gears and went into the marsh, and you know finished off our box with some redfish. But I did make a scouting mission when I had the opportunity, and wasn't anything good to show as of yet. But I think a couple of weeks, and it'll really turn around quite a bit. And of course, I'll keep my my pulse on it, figure out what's going on, and hopefully can share with you listeners.
1: Right, and also on Wednesday we'll be making a trip. Hopefully, we can uh, take uh, Dutch, who will be our guest of honor, Dutch Prager, out there. And uh, you know, have you got any reports, or have you been to the Biloxi Marsh? That's always the go-to for redfish over there.
3: Well, that's where I was um, first part of the week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I made my mm-hmm. way over to the Biloxi Marsh, and um, that's a, that's where Dutch loves to go. Been fishing that area for 80 years, which is kind of shocking just to hear that. But that's where he loves to go, and Of course, when we get the opportunity, that's where we take it.
1: All sounds good, Mike. Somebody wants to get a hold of you, AA Of Of course, you're listed under the field reporters on my website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. Give them that business line if they want to call you for a trip and also lodging to go along with it if they need it.
3: Yeah, we got the lodge full right now. They're all stowing around, eating some hot donuts I just brought in. Sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, you can reach me at 985-781-7811. We've got several captains, and we'll be happy to take you out for a relaxing day of fishing.
1: Well, enjoy this uh, beautiful weather with those lucky anglers you got today, and uh, we'll talk to you early in the week and get our plan set for Wednesday.
3: Thank you, Don. Looking forward to it.
1: All right. Thank you. Captain Mike Gallo, yes, you'll see that on our Fish and Game Report and our Outdoor Report on WBRZ and also – on Bayou Wild TV. All right, coming up after this, we're going to go paddling for some fish, or maybe peddling for our fish. Anyway, we're getting in a kayak with Captain Eric Mohabarak, and he's got a report for us to get up close and personal to your fish. We do it every week. It's called our Paddler's Report by the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club and Massey's Outdoors. Back with it right after this. True, you have a kayak?
2: Uh, yeah, a little
1: one. You got a little kayak? You like to get in it? Yeah. Yeah, it's fun, huh? We got kayak fishermen extraordinaire joining us. Captain Eric Mohabarak. He does these reports in conjunction with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. Also, their pres- presentation of Massey son. In fact, they got a demo day coming up today. We're going to tell you more about that. But they have locations in Mid-City of New Orleans, Covington, Baton Rouge. They've got some of the best kayak fishing models. Everything from Jackson Kayak, Hobie, Native Watercraft. You can see their complete line on the website at masseyoutfitters.com and also check them out on Facebook. Well, Erica, understand with uh, May 4th Paddle Palooza coming up, it's been hard to get fishing reports, and welcome to my world. Tell me what you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. You understand that.
1: Well, first of all, I'd like to congratulate Drew on a uh, nice fish he caught. there.
0: that was a beautiful fish. It striped it fast. But uh, anyway, um, they've been uh, they've been getting some fish like like Dale said down in uh, Grand Isle, uh, you know, and of course all all the guys in the club and the kayakers have been hush hush with the with the paddle palooza coming up on the fourth, like you said. But um, they are catching flounder, uh, and I believe this year is going to be uh, a pretty interesting year for the tournament uh, because of the number of flounder that that they've been catching. You know, I, I've heard of several, like two or three reports that people have been limiting out on flounder. I don't know when the last time you heard that was uh, out of a kayak. Anyway, um, you know that's that's pretty interesting. So we should have, it should be a. a great great tournament as far as the fish goes provided that the weather hauls out for it you know tournament day usually gets pretty nasty it's kind of a given thing um they they did catch some nice specks nothing giant they did catch a big one down there uh but that was out of a boat um i believe it was seven pounds but right along the rocks as you come out of bridge side just working that little area, you know, like it, it goes out to the jetty. A uh, person I spoke with couldn't get to the jetty because of the weather, um, the wind. And uh, he picked up not a whole bunch, but, you know, so 10, 12 fish that were really good, solid two-pound fish, you know. Um and then uh, the the other thing is, is that you know, this Paddle Palooza is a slam tournament. You know, one redfish, one flounder, one trout. So it's not like you know, just a redfish tournament or just a trout trout tournament. You you have to work for all three. And that, that flounder is the ticket to the whole to the whole game for sure. You know, or you call it the the unicorn fish. But uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting down there. Uh, you know, I'm looking to get down there myself. I'm not going to be able to fish the tournament. I have a trip that day, but. Um, uh, I always love it. And, and then I also got a little late report before before I sent you the email. They catch, this would be something for the good for the kids. They got plenty of crabs showing up on the beach and stuff. Uh, you know, if you want to take the children crabbing down in Grand Isle, uh, my buddy, he caught uh, ice chest full. Um, they threw out a trap while they went fishing, and uh, he caught, you know, an ice chest full of crabs. I don't, I don't know how many dozen it is, but a 48-quart ice chest full, that's pretty good, you know.
1: Yeah, crab run right. in Grand Isle is an excellent time to get down, there. and there's a lot of ways to catch them. Some people just use mm-hmm. the old string uh, and a scoop net, or you can actually take, like, a little Zebco and tie on a chicken neck and let the kids pull it in and then scoop the net up underneath it. Uh, now, you had a trip sure. with some Jazz Fest people who came into town for that little event that goes on over there in New Orleans, but a couple of them ended up going fishing. How'd that trip turn out?
0: Yeah, yeah these, these guys come with me every year. He's uh, been coming the last three years. Uh, it, I actually had an excellent trip considering conditions. Uh, you know, the first day I had one guy come, and then the next day his friend flew into town and joined us. Uh, these gentlemen are a little bit older. Um, they're not that they, they go out and enjoy New Orleans, but not like the younger folks. Uh, they uh, they actually you know almost caught the limit of uh, redfish, fifteen reds. Uh, we were three shy of the limit, um, so they had twelve. That ended it up with it. Um, they were all caught on that. My favorite. They can call me the Spoon Man pretty soon. Uh, they all caught them on the spoons. But uh, the Thursday trip, the one that y'all canceled with uh, Mike, Gallo, uh, yeah, we actually pulled it off. And uh, thanks to Martha because I talked to her before I went out there, and I was like, you know, what do you think about the weather? And that, that line of storms actually gave, they wanted to get out to water by 11 o'clock, uh, gave us the break. We actually had sunshine at one point. It was cloudy and then sunny. And uh, we found some beautiful water back there with some grass that, that was just phenomenal. And you could actually, when that sun was out, you could see the redfish coming after the spoon, which is most probably one of the most close and personal things you can possibly see, you know, and they uh, ended up taking their catch, you know, a lot of, so a lot of my customers, when they come in from out of town, they'll, most of them will let let the fish go, but these guys chose to do something that that New Orleans has started, like the restaurant stand in Florida. They they ended up taking half and half. They did half and half, half half shelled and half filleted, and they taken them to the Palace Cafe and G W Finn's and letting the letting chefs over there uh, cook them up for them, which I think is an awesome thing for Louisiana to do. And uh, there are quite a few other restaurants that do that. I don't know them all offhand. Um, that well, Dickie Brennan's does
1: it. Uh, no, because mm-hmm. I've done it with them. And, yeah, a lot of restaurants do that, and that, that is a great program, that catch and cook. It really is.
0: Yes, it is. I, I really like to see that, you know.
1: But, uh, well, no, tell that, us about the, uh, the demo day going on today. What time does that get started up at the yeah, LSU I mean, Lake in Baton Rouge? Yeah, it gets started at 11 o'clock. You know, they're going to have all the
0: major brands out there. Uh, um, I think it runs till about 3 o'clock. It's absolutely free. Um, All you got to do is show up at the LSU Lake. They're not hard to find. They'll have the Massey's 10 out there with a whole bunch of kayaks lined up. And, uh, you know, you sign a waiver, put on the life vest, go out and and try all the kayaks. I suggest you try every one of them before you buy it and, you know, find one that fits you. And uh, that's the best way to, to roll with that. And, uh, it, it's, you know, go spend an hour doing that. It, it's a great way. Today, today's going to be beautiful That's that. It looks like the weather was. You know, I haven't seen the reports yet. But other than that, um, also something else I also wanted to ma- mention is that all the Massey stores, all their locations is ca- uh, holding a sale, something called a uh, fest sale, which they do every year. And it runs the entire time of the Jazz Fest. And, uh, you, know, you know, you're going to need rain jackets or rubber boots or, or flip-flops or sunscreen or whatever. You need anything, pretty much almost all of their items is 20% off, um, you know, which is which in bed. Save you a couple dollars, you know, to go out and spend later.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the good part about that is you can, you know, kind of pick the model you want, too. You know, and right, still get a discount. Right. I don't have to wait for a particular one on sale. Well, Eric, thank you so much for the report that you do uh, every week or every other week along with Brendan Bayard. And listen, thanks for putting yeah. together that great Fish and Game report that, that aired this week uh, on WBRZ yeah. and Channel 4. You know, you put a lot of effort into it to provide the kayaks and the, the noodles and the bait and, and the expertise of how to do that. And if people want to see it, they can go to my website and just check on the WWL-TV Fish and Game report and they can watch it. It was a I think it came out yeah. really good, and we ended up with I, some real nice catfish, too, so thanks again.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. That was a true team effort, though, you know, from Rob and, and Martha, and
1: everybody got bait
0: and the noodles and all of that, so it's not just me. It takes a team effort to do that. That's a lot of work.
1: Yeah, know, the one thing you brought up was uh, you don't do that alone. You know, we had Chris no. Holmes with a lot of experience in a kayak and yourself, mm-hmm. and, and Martha's on Robin, the pro staff, yeah, well, and Robin, yeah, mm-hmm. we had a good crew. And i tell you what, I really enjoyed it, too, and I hope we can do that Definitely. again.
2: Yeah, we'll, well go, Eric, thanks. To get
1: you out there and chase some redfish, but anyway. Yes, indeed. All right. All right, Eric, thanks again, and uh, enjoy your day out there with your trips, and uh, we'll check in with you again. We'll see you in a couple weeks. All right, Don, y'all be good. All right, Eric Mohabarak, uh, peddling Report. All right, we come back after this, Drew. Uh, you know what our bad boys is all about? Yeah. What is it?
2: Uh, People that didn't follow the rules.
1: People that didn't follow the rules. we got a crawfish rustler to tell everybody about. Coming back with that story right after this time out on The Outdoors with Don and Drew Dubuque. All right, Drew, I think we got time for a couple of quick text messages before we get to our bad boy story of the crawfish wrestler. This one says, I am so pleased to hear that someone knows the difference between grand and great nephew, a breath of fresh air. Well, it's not really all that difficult. Uh, your dad, Mike, is my nephew, so you are my grandnephew, as if you were a granddaughter or grandson. But your kids will be my great nieces and nephews. So it's pretty simple, but a lot of people don't get that. All right, what does this message say here? Street, Dirk, Dirk, and, and St- St- Stacy, Stacy,
2: going fishing wait. Varet.
1: Ver- I bet they're going after those white perch. Sockle, that's what you catch right now this time of year in Lake well, They could be bass fishing, too. All right, uh, let's see. We have, uh, good morning, the old snake doctor's headed to St. Bernard Parish with the kayak and the fly rods. Got some great conditions for it. All right, we'll get back. And, boy, I want to tell people about those buffalo gnats. We'll do that in a second, Drew. But first, we got to pause 10 seconds for a station identification pause right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, a Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agent got a complaint from a crawfish farmer that a suspect stole 16 sacks of crawfish out of the back of his truck in the Mamou area. The agents then got a call from a local crawfish dealer that the suspect was at his plant attempting to sell the stolen 16 sacks. An agent, along with the Evangeline Parish Sheriff's Office, responded to the crawfish dealer's location, made contact with the suspect. And during the interview, Kenneth J. Duget, Jr. admitted to stealing sixteen sacks of crawfish valued at $1,071. The agents seized the sixteen sacks of crawfish and returned them to the crawfish farmer. The agents and Evangeline Parish Sheriff's Office deputies arrested Duget for theft of crawfish and booked him into the Evangeline Parish jail. So what happened to the crawfish, you ask? Well, the agent seized the 16 sacks and brought them back to the original crawfish farmer. So if convicted of theft of crawfish, and this is in the amount between $1,000 and $5,000, that could bring maximum penalties of up to five years in jail and $3,000 in fines to 25-year-old Kenneth J. Duget, Jr., 25, of Eunice, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. So, Drew, how would you like to spend, what did I say, five years in jail for rustling crawfish? You know, can you imagine an inmate saying, what are you in here for? Well, I was stealing crawfish, you know. (laughs) Oh, well, stranger things have happened. Never run out of bad boy stories. All right, coming back after this, uh, it's a fishing report with Ryan Lambert, headed to Plaquemines Parish after this time out. And the plastic man is Captain Ryan Lambert. He fishes down in Plaquemines Parish and also sometimes in all Mexico. Ryan, uh, have you ever seen those turkeys down in Mexico? Don't they have a, a, Somebody sent me a picture of one. Boy, you talk about a gorgeous bird.
4: Yeah, well, there's two different birds down there. You got the Rio, and then, then you have the, the other one. Uh, I, I have seen both of them. You know, before before the bad time, they didn't have that many. You know, people kept the deer and the turkeys pretty well beat down. But now you know, no one's got guns anymore, so there's a lot of birds and a lot of deer. <laughs> so every time you go you see a turkeys and deer.
1: So Yeah. Kinda right. hard to kill yeah, turkeys yeah, pretty, with a spear huh? or a bow. Oh <laughs> it's gorgeous. Cool it's blue. A boat, it's a <laughs> blue looking bird. Yeah. But not easy, though. It's a lot harder to do it. So how <laughs> you been doing down in Placaman since you got back from Woo! the trip in Greece? You're back to fishing? I'm like a
4: long long tail cat in a rocking chair factory. I got 10 boats inside and four outside today. So it's a busy day. We had 40 people here. So we're rocking. Uh, I think yesterday we had 30 something, and it was a tough day yesterday because of barometric pressure. You know, uh, some of the boys limited out, but not all of them. It, it was very tough to bite. You know, the wa- water was uh, on the west side was real dirty. On the east side was, well, it's always dirty there with the river, but uh, 99% of them been fishing east in, in all that river water. So The the redfish is thick thick over there, but yesterday they didn't bite. In fact, I went out for about an hour just to check on some fish, and they were all just sulking on the bottom. I mean, they you couldn't even see them down there. You could see them push, but that was it. You know, so so today will be a better day. We'll whack them.
1: You know, uh, they're getting ready to set the, the shrimp season next week at the commission meeting, and I'm thinking they're probably going to set it as late as they possibly can because with the cold river water that we had persisting this spring, the shrimp don't have a chance to grow as big, and they want to give them a chance to get as big as they can before they open the season up to give them maximum size. And I guess that's kind of what controls some of the trout. They, they kind of follow those shrimp when they move in and move out. and Until that yeah, happens, you know, a doubt. I would expect that they're going to be tough
4: well with these cool days and nights that we we're having still and you know it's been it's been cool and had, normally we got hot days before now and we really haven't had any in the shrimp or, or like 200 count i mean 1890. 90 so uh i would imagine they're going to push it to the end of may um you know they starting to catch some on the outside you know the big ones that are, that come and go but the the ones in the marsh or or, or Two hundred count or better, so they t c shrimp. So I think uh, probably the last week of May, uh, I would think, which gives us time to, to get those trout to come in. Because when they open it early, you know we'll be on the trout and boom, they'll just they'll bust it all up, and then we'll have to change our pattern. But I think in May we ought to have a good pattern that, that we could target reefs that will have shrimp around that will uh, you know it'll make it easier to target some trout.
1: And write that down, Drew. T-90. That's a new term. T-90. T-90 yeah, size. That's, on... that's smaller than <laughs> that's little. Small. That's, that's really small. That's even,
4: I saw them test them one day, and they were the size of my fingernail.
1: Ooh,
2: yeah. I
4: mean, that's how little. You you, you know, you take a handful, and you got, you know, ice chests of shrimp in your in your hand, and they all look like your fingernails. So, yeah, they're very little right now. Um, there are some fish way down at the mouth of the river, and there's some towards Port Sulphur. Last week we caught them right here in Burris. But, you know, it just moves around. You just have to go with the good water. And, you know, when the river's at 16 foot, you just have to follow follow what it gives you. You know, if the, the, the clear water's going to be further towards Grand Isle, you got to have to go that way. And when it blows out the west and the north, like it did the last two days, the water will move this way a bit. So it, it's hard to, for people to fathom how much the wind dictates
1: that water
4: but it does. So how far west
1: I mean, how far west can your guys run you know and still do a uh, day trip if they need to go to Oh, the west we could go
4: to Grand Isle. That's only
1: a 30 minute run. That's not that I mean, far. We, That's what I was thinking. No.
4: But we don't. I don't know why we don't go that way. I you know you got the Grand Isle guys, you got the uh the, yeah, yeah. the Lafitte guys over there and we try to stay in our area. We we uh will go from Breton Island on north almost to Delacroix and then on that side we'll go was from Lake Washington all the way to Venice, so that's that's a big enough swat that we we tackle you know it's been successful for forty years. I don't think we'll change it now,
1: yeah, is that how long you've been in business? forty years? yeah,
4: forty years. I'm getting old. Wow. I put in four point eight yeah. miles just running around the lodge yesterday you know with that big group, then <laughs> today we're gonna have oysters and we're gonna have crawfish and tuna, oh my gosh. Ooh. It's it's gonna be a feast around here this evening. So tell tell Martha uh,
1: <laughs> if she's listening, tell her come on by. Uh, she's down there. She's probably out on the boat already. They, they headed out to do some tuna fishing. So yeah, I'll you give may see you they, later they've been on. What,
4: they've been hitting them pretty good this week too. The tunas uh, they had a good week last week um, catching pogies. They're running all the way over here catching pogies and then running sixty miles out. So <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in that business.
2: Uh, that's uh, I, a think, I think it's going to be a beautiful
4: but, you know? day. The weather's pretty. I'm going to hook up a boat and, and go out for a couple hours just to get a trout on the line just to satisfy my little, my little itch, and then I'll come <laughs> back and take care of all these people coming back at us. Yeah. Well, Somebody wants to
1: come do. down there and bring their party with them. Tell them how to do it, right?
4: Yeah, well, they can, uh, they, they can go to the website at CajunFishingAdventures.com. Or they can call me direct if they need to ask questions or need some information at 504-559-5111. And I heard you last week on on the after show talking about that uh your uh camera.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm still sick over that man. You know, that's like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm sick. There's nothing can be done. You know, once in a lifetime, it's like getting a hole-in-one on a golf course to be able oh, to yeah. in a state where they allow you to kill two turkeys in one day, then have both tags still available, and then have the birds line up where you can kill oh, them wow. in one shot. And, it's just it's because not because good. A, to, I guess you they, they
4: expect you to, as soon as you get in the blind, put your battery in, and then you're ready for two and a half hours. But that's still not
1: sufficient. <laughs> no. No, it's a a poor engineering design, and and I'll let them know that, and hopefully they'll make some changes so it won't happen to anybody else. But I don't think I'll ever see that that chance again. But I did get a a good shot of Carlsberg, and you're going to be seeing that on Bayou Wild TV. He came over right after that. He witnessed it. I told him I hope he lives a long life because he's the only living witness that actually saw me do it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you have a great day, my friend.
1: Okay, Ryan. Take care. We'll catch up with you next week, buddy. All right. Uh, Cajun Fishing Adventures is the name of the place. That's where you're going to find Ryan Lambert. All right, Drew, we're just about done with this show, but we got a couple more hours to go on more outdoors. When we come back, we're going to catch them up on the text messages that are coming in, and also I'm going to tell them a preview of what's on Bayou Wild TV. You were on Bayou Wild TV. Yeah. What feature were you on?
2: The alligator. Alligator. Farm. You grabbed
1: that alligator. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back. Don and Drew Dubuque. On the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, Drew, let's check out our uh, text message board here. All right. And we got one here that says, uh, Good morning, can you warn your listeners about the buffalo gnats swarming and killing whole flocks of chickens? My neighbor lost her flock to them yesterday. They are terrible. Do you have any idea how long they will be around? That's from Judy up in Zachary. Well, Judy, I can tell you, those are a really serious uh, pests. And the only thing you can do is kind of keep the chickens inside with some real fine mesh screen uh, enclosure until the flies leave. They're actually black flies, the gnats, but they're very, very tiny. Uh, You can also uh, apply some things onto your chicken. And I'm not talking about uh, Amber Romance from Victoria's Secret, which is what people use. But anything with... uh, They've got a, prob- a product called Ravap, I think it is, and it's got several different things that you can actually put on chickens. But check with your uh, ag department for uh, that parish I guess that would be a Feliciana Parish. You might want to check with the agent there, and maybe they can recommend something that you can actually spray the chickens or put them in a very fine mesh screen enclosure, although when you open and close it, they're going to usually get in there. But, yeah, they can be certainly aggravating and, uh, boy, destroying whole flocks of chickens. That's serious infestation. All right, here's one. You read this one, Drew.
2: Hi Drew. I hope you are keeping your grand uncle.
1: Well, he said great, but you corrected him, right? Yeah. <laughs> People make that mistake. Go ahead, finish.
2: Grand Grand Uncle Don in the in line, line this morning. Just kidding. Are you?
1: No, you, you are. You
2: are doing a great job as co-host. 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 It. Must nice run in the family.
1: Well, thank you for that comp. That's from uh, David Hubble, telling us they have a great day. You have a great day too, David. Uh, David is uh, boy. He's he's a really good chef. He's a good cook. You ought to see some of the stuff he can fix up. All right, bye you Wild TV. Give you a little preview. Uh, this week's show uh, we are doing a fishing trip with uh, Jimmy Corley, kind of showing you a technique using popping corks from uh, high water and drawing redfish out from some of the grass mats over in the uh, Hopedale-Delacro area. And there's also a a couple of professional uh, athletes, uh, coaches, actually, uh, college coaches, uh, a couple of ladies who joined Lynn Rollins, who is uh, an announcer for the SEC Network and LSU Baseball and ESPN Sports. And they got a chance to get out and do a little competitive fishing. Uh, And then, uh, of course, we go to John Foltz and get one of our favorite recipes. Here's the airings for this weekend. Today at 9 a.m., Cox Sports TV, you can catch it. Tomorrow there are airings at 8 a.m., 10.30 a.m. and our regular primetime 7 o'clock show tomorrow night and then Tuesday of next week at 7.30 in the morning. Of course, you can also catch it on WUPL. Go to BayouWildTV.com. It's on WBRZ. You missed it at 6.30. It's just ending right now, but you can check out the full schedule. we also on ETEL, Vision, and on the Southeastern Channel at the Southeast University, too. All right, I want to remind you of what we've got going on. Right, on May 11th, we're going to have Paul Bernard join us from the U.S. Coast Guard. They're going to be doing a safe boating Uh, actually a whole program that's going to be out in Bucktown in New Orleans and I want to invite the public to come by. I'm trying to uh, gather up the 10 most hazardous spots that you've been encountering boating where it's hazardous for boaters, and I've got a pretty good list. You can send that to me on my website, dontheoutdoorsguy.com. All right, Drew, thanks for being with us. We say goodbye to our affiliate stations, but more outdoors is coming up. Talking guns with Devin Burgess. Uh, If you want to tune us in, go to my website. We live stream at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. You going to sing this song, Drew? No. (laughs) He's not a singer. He's a hunter and a fisherman, though. All right, we'll see you all next week. Right back here again with another edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.